gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast. This is episode 102, and this is entitled Losses. I am your host, G2, but before I get into today's topics, um, I just wanted to ask, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was great. I got to spend it with family. Uh, I got to spend it with the actual people that I love. I said the last episode that, you know what, we spend 364 days with people that we actually do not enjoy. At least on Thanksgiving, you need to spend it with the people that you actually enjoy, the people that you're thankful to be around. So that's what I did. We ate food, we enjoyed each other's company, and then we were able to just chill. I mean, it was just a nice chilling day. I cooked, I prepared food, and that's what I like to do. So everybody was actually able to eat and enjoy each other's company as cooking was commencing and we all actually ate good food so i actually want to say this i enjoyed seeing people's uh instagram videos and instagram photos of what their plates were like and people just commenting how trash people's plates were and how uh people's thanksgivings probably weren't the best because certain people had some undercooked mac and cheese certain people did not cook their uh, food right you got to also see people using weird techniques to cook uh their food you saw one guy i know for me i saw one guy on instagram like uh fry his food inside of a washing machine which was really weird it was pretty disgusting um i'm just gonna be blunt you saw people like wash off their greens inside of a tub you got like a photo of like macaroni like elbows inside of a freaking like sink that was getting rinsed off that is no 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 this is why ladies and gentlemen because christmas is rolling up next by the way and don't think people are not going to be around uh the christmas time and just to try to be with their nieces and nephews their cousins and all that type of stuff be aware of who is cooking your food know who's cooking it know who is going to be serving it up because you have no idea what their style of cooking is you don't know how they prepare their food and you don't even know how people serve their food certain people use their hands certain people use utensils that are not clean all the way but just please be aware of this if you cook for your family please please wash your hands all the times please do not be disgusting please do not be grimy please don't do none of that and speaking of food i want to get into the national food days of the week today being november 27th it is Bavarian cream pie day tomorrow november 28th it is french toast day after that, November 29th, it is Rice Cake Day, as well as Lemon Cream Pie Day, also Chocolates Day. November 30th, to close out November, Moose Day. On to December 1st, Eddie Red Apple Day, as well as Fried Pie Day. December 2nd, Fritters Day, and then to close it off, December 3rd, Peppermint Latte Day. Now, before I get into the topics for today, um, I have to give a condolence off to Power Ranger legend Jason David Frank. Um, it was reported last Sunday that uh, he passed away. It was reported first to me by social media, Twitter, everybody saying Jason David Frank, and I didn't know if it was true or not. And I was waiting until it got confirmation, and then it just started popping up on TMZ, and everybody started reporting it. And I was like, oh, well, that's uh, that's a shame. Um, Jason David Frank, uh, the Power Ranger, whenever anybody thinks of Power Ranger, you're going to think of that, man. You're going to think of Tommy, Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger, the White Ranger. I mean, the man. He is the guy when you think of Power Ranger. To be honest with you, because let me say this right now, because when you look at the lore of Power Ranger, you, for the people that grew up, at least for me, because I was 96, baby, and probably around the age of 2000, I started to like really watch TV. My my mind started really clicking and knowing exactly who I am and everything. Power Rangers catch my eye. Power Rangers was the thing. It was it it was it for me. I would try to catch it anytime I could, and then when I had VCR tapes, I would watch it. Uh, we had video games, played Power Ranger video games. I mean, if it wasn't wrestling, it was Power Rangers. That's just what it was for me as a kid, and. Uh, the Green Ranger was the guy. 
you don't understand unless you've seen Power Rangers and if you were in that kid mind mentality. And even now, you can still watch certain episodes of Power Rangers. You might think it's hokey and everything. But if you apply it to a adult mindset and just watch Power Rangers for a minute and just watch a guy walk up and beat up on five other people that have the exact same powers as him and he's able just to beat up on them, you would think he is the toughest like bad looking dude that you just want to be that guy so much and that was every person that watched power ranger in any friend circle in anybody that you talk to you would ask who's the man in power ranger everybody will say it was tommy everybody will say it was jason david frank it was that man he is power rangers he embodied it he is exactly when you think of power rangers it's him so for him to have lost his life last Sunday. It was uh, crazy. Um, TMZ reported that uh, he committed suicide. And again, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know what people are going through at their moments of before they're about to commit. You don't know what people's mindsets are. They would say that he was um, in a midst of a divorce with his wife and that they checked into hotels, they had separate rooms, and somehow they uh, got into an argument in one of the rooms, and the wife would happen to be locked out of the room, and he ended his life. Uh, Jason David Frank uh, happened to end his life after that. And ladies and gentlemen, again, you don't know what people are going through. Nobody knows. The only person that knows anything about anyone is the person that's dealing with their own mindset and what they're going through at that time. When people think of Jason David Frank. People don't think of him being uh, sad or depressed. Anytime people would talk about him, they would say that he was always a happy-go-lucky guy. He was the guy that motivated them and all this type of stuff. It it was just crazy to hear about it because I don't think nobody had it on their radar that he was the guy that was going to commit suicide or anything like that. I didn't have that on my bingo card. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that with any members of the Power Rangers, to be honest, but Again, they're real people. You don't know what people are dealing with in their real life situations. So, I mean, it's just weird. Again, if you are thinking about committing suicide, ladies and gentlemen, please call the National Suicide Hotline number. I have it in the episode description. Please call that number. Stop the podcast right now. If you have any thoughts and just call that number and speak to them, please, because you have no idea the people that you are affecting when you decide to end your life. You have no idea who you are affecting when you decide to do that because you don't know what type of bright light you're taking away from them from not being able to see your face. Please call the number. Please do that. Please, because nobody wants to see anybody like leave this earth like this. Nobody wants to see nobody happen like that. We would all rather see somebody leave the earth from old age, and that's about it. Being by suicide, nobody wants that. So please call the National Suicide Hotline number. Please, for the love of God. But again, uh, rest in peace to Jason David Frank, the Power Ranger, the guy. And again, this tells you how much of a testament to Power Rangers or he was to Power Rangers. Because if people look into it, Tommy was not supposed to be that much of a member of Power Rangers the way that he was. Because if memory serves me right, because I looked into it, he was only supposed to be on Power Rangers for a couple episodes And then he dies off because there was an episode where the Green Ranger dies off and he dies. And he was supposed to, Jason David Frank, he was supposed to go off to another show, film another show and all this type of stuff. But the fans were so clamoring about Jason David Frank, Tommy, to come back and all this type of stuff. So they had to create another Power Ranger character for him. And that would give us the White Ranger and Tommy, Jason David Frank, will be back on Power Rangers. So that's the reason how he ends up coming back and continues being the man for Power Rangers. So that shows you how much of a testament he connected with the fans, even at that time, with that they wanted him back on the show. So again, rest in peace to David Jason uh David Frank. It's just crazy when you think about that. But again, rest in peace to him and condolences to his family and friends and the whole Power Ranger community. There were people that would just go to Power Ranger uh, Comic-Cons or their Power Ranger cons to just try to get a photo and autograph with Jason David Frank. But again, uh, condolences to him, his 
family and friends, and the Power Ranger community. Now, with that being said, off to the first topic of today, as it's come from Yahoo News. Colorado Springs LGBTQ club shooting suspect makes first court appearance. The suspect in the deadly mass shooting at an LGBTQ club in Colorado Springs, Colorado, made a viral court appearance on Wednesday. Anderson Lee Aldridge, who is 22, is facing multiple murder and hate crime charges stemming from Saturday's shooting that killed five people and wounded more than a dozen others at Club Q, which has been described as a sanctuary for LGBTQ people in the community. In a video feed from El Paso County Jail, Anderson appeared in an orange jumpsuit slumped over in a wheelchair with visual facial bruises. Anderson, who was not formally charged Wednesday, was ordered held without bail. The next court hearing in the case was tentatively scheduled for December 6th. According to the police, Anderson used an AR-15 style semi-automatic weapon in the attack. A handgun and additional ammunition magazines were also recovered at the scene. Authorities say two patrons, Richard Farrow, a U.S. Army veteran, and Thomas James helped subdue Anderson before officers arrived. Now, there's still no motive right now. They're still trying to find what was the deal or why he would do it. And I don't understand what's up with the man. I don't understand what the deal is. Again, I don't understand why people would go to gay clubs and start shooting them up. It makes no sense. Uh, They would say, according to El Paso uh, County Sheriff's Office, a person with the same name as Anderson was arrested in 2021 after a Mother reported that her son had threatened her with a homemade bomb and other weapons. No explosives were found. Prosecutors did not pursue charges, and the case was sealed. So, yeah, this probably could be the same person. Probably not be, but who knows? But my man, yo, what are we doing in society? I think society should have, like, literally winged off from the idea of you caring about what somebody's sexual orientation is. It is 2022. It's almost about to be 2023. Literally, we only got one more month and then we're in 2023, ladies and gentlemen. This year really flew by, at least in my opinion. But again, I was in school, so who knows? Anywho, why does it matter who you sleep with or what your sexual orientation is anymore to anybody? I think we should have already killed that stigma by now. I understand if we were in the early 2000s, yeah, we still had a, we had a lot of stigma about who you slept with gay being demonized and all this type of stuff trans being demonized and everything but we're in 2022 by the 2023 we have literally made leaps and bounds at least in my eyes because i don't see a lot of people get a lot of harassment the way that they used to get harassed again this is just me i could be completely wrong here but i don't hear about it and see it as much as you would see and hear about it in early 2000 culture when somebody talked about coming out being gay or being bi or being trans and all that type of stuff. They would literally get ridiculed and all this type of stuff on TV and all this type of stuff. Now, if you come out being gay and everything, you are loved and beloved. If you're gay, you're lesbian, trans, you are loved and cared for and propped up in such a form and fashion that, again, this still shocks me how we are now still getting people just still getting hated on in America. Now, if we were in another country, yes, I can see it because they have not, they haven't switched over the way that America has with our ideology with sexual orientation. But we're in America. What's up with people still being homophobic, transphobic, all this type of stuff? It makes no bit of sense to me. It doesn't. Ladies and gentlemen, get off that. Seriously, get off of it. And I would like to know what was up with Mans here. You went into a gay club, start shooting up for what? Did somebody hit your butt? Did somebody, what, did somebody do something to you that you didn't like? Or you just were afraid to go in there and actually be yourself because you might be gay? What, what? I don't understand the deal. I never will. I. It's not for me to understand, but I think as a person, you will want to know whenever a big, massive tragedy like this occurs, you will like to understand what the hell was somebody thinking? Why would you do it? But again, we'll just have to wait and see. But I will make note of this. Anderson did get the beats. If you check out my man's face, if you check out his uh 
Google his name and just check out like the mugshots for him. My man got beat down. You can still see the bruises on his face. So I don't know if somebody put hands, feet on him while he was in prison, or those are the same visible like bruises from the guys like tackling him and like holding him down to the officers get there. I don't know, but my man caught a severe case of the beats if you were to see his face. But again, we'll have to wait and see uh, until what his motives was, and hopefully we at least get something by December 6th when he goes back to uh, get some type of hearing. But also, there would be, like, video footage of his father uh, being, like, videotaped and talking about him getting arrested, and the father only cared about his son not being gay. He didn't care that his son shot up a place or anything like that. He just cared about, okay, when I heard about it, I wondered, was my son gay? And then when he heard about it, he wasn't. He just felt like he got a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, he's not gay. Hold up. Your kid went up in a place and started shooting up people. What you mean? You're, again, this tells you how backwards certain people are. Again, we should be past sexual orientation. You should be wondering why the hell your kid went up into a place and shot up people just enjoying their time out on the club or dancing. You should wonder what was your kid thinking? Was your kid trying to repress himself? Because again, certain people repress their own urges to basically uh, to pacifier somebody that they're trying to get their respect, to get their love and admiration for. Maybe. Who knows? I'm not saying that happened in this case, but it could be. Just want to throw that idea out there. But again, we'll have to wait and see what Anderson's motive was. Hopefully we get it by December 6th in the next hearing. Now, off to the next subject. Is this come from USA Today? Gunmen in Virginia, Washington shooting was going hunting. Witness says motive for attack still unknown. The shooter who killed six people at a Walmart in Virginia late Tuesday was targeting co-workers going hunting and making sure they were dead, according to a witness. Jessica Wolkutsky said overnight team leader Andre Bing came into the break room before the late shift started and opened fired with a purpose, contradicting the account of another witness who said the gunman shot wildly. The way he was acting, he was going hunting, Jessica told the Associated Press on Thursday. The way he was looking at people's faces and the way he did what he did, he was picking people out. Jessica, who had worked at the store only a few days, said the gunman let her go when he recognized her, but fired again at other employees he had already hit and were down. What I do know is that he made sure who he wanted dead was dead. She said he went back and shot dead bodies that were already dead to make sure. On Wednesday, fellow Walmart worker Brianna Tyler had said Bing was just shooting all throughout the room. It didn't matter who he shot. Police said Bing, who had a handgun and multiple magazines, was found dead in the break room from a likely self-inflicted gunshot wound. Bing, 31, had been a Walmart employee since 2010, the company said. So, Andre Bing, he shot up people that he worked with. And again, we're living in such crazy times, ladies and gentlemen. We are living in such crazy times that you don't even know what somebody's going to do at a work spot. You don't know if somebody's going to run up in there and shoot it up. You don't know if it's going to be an employee or a customer or anything like that. But uh, more into it, TMZ will report that Andre Bing reportedly wrote in his manifesto that he was upset about a recent unspecified change in his employment status. He also claimed he was being harassed about the change by his fellow employees, according to NBC News affiliate WAVY. The report, which cites a law enforcement source, stated cops found the manifesto in Bing's phone after he killed himself following Tuesday's massacre. First responders also discovered an apparent hit list near Bing's body with the names of employees the killer presumably wanted to eradicate. One of Bing's colleagues told Wavy she believed he planned the shooting, claiming he had issues with other workers. Other colleagues told CNN Bing allegedly said he would retaliate and be remembered even if he got fired. They described Bing as condescending and quite mean to other employees. They also said Bing was paranoid the government was watching him. As we reported, Bing was armed with a pistol when he entered the employee break room of the Walmart in Virginia. He opened fire at the other workers before turning the gun on himself. SWAT teams raided Bing's home this week, and despite the manifestos, cops say 
they are still investigating a possible motive. So nobody truly knows what's happened with being here, why he did what he did. Only thing we know is that he went into a Walmart, shot up his other fellow employees, and then turned the gun on himself. Again, ladies and gentlemen, please be nice to whoever you are working with. You have no idea, again, what they are dealing with. Somebody might be a dick to you at the job. Somebody might be a dick to you in school. Somebody might be a dick to you just while you're driving. You have no idea what they're dealing with. Just try to calm your nerve. Just breathe in, breathe out. I know it's hard for a lot of people to do because they're on, <laughs> they're on edge as well. And one thing might trip them off and just snap on somebody else. I understand that wholeheartedly. Trust me, I really, truly do. But you got to try to find it in yourself not to snap off, not to break your foot off in somebody just because you're angry or because they are a dickhead and just start screaming and shouting at you or just because they're being mean. You have to be the one with some common sense, be the one, be at peace and not spaz out on them because you have no idea how your spaz out on them is going to have them retaliate towards you trust me i get it you want to fight fire with fire i get that wholeheartedly but sometimes you just gotta let certain people go you gotta let certain things go and just let it just rub off your shoulders and hopefully nothing happens it just was a one-time thing and the next day or the next time you see that person they apologize to you again that is me looking at things or looking at the glass halfway full and looking at it more on the positive side that's for me and i want people to take that exact type of approach because again we have no idea what people are dealing with here we have no idea what anybody's going through ladies and gentlemen this is robbing season i'm gonna say it again for anybody that didn't hear me in the back this right now is robbing season. People are out here robbing and taking other people's uh, items that they are mailing to their houses because now that has become more prevalent because everybody's buying things online now more than they do in person or going to their stores. It's more convenient for you to buy it on your phone or on your laptop or your tablet and have you sent to your home. Ta-da! People are still going to people's homes and still robbing your stuff. It's happening. So, again... And there's people trying to also scam you. This is robbing season and scamming season. It's theft. The streets are hungry. Let me just make that perfectly clear. You don't know what people are willing to do. And that ties into this. You have no idea what somebody is willing to do to get to what they want and get and feel fulfilled and to have what they want to have. Andre Bing here, he apparently had a hit list. He wanted to snipe and dex people out before eventually turning the gun on himself and killing himself. This was just a situation here. This is disgusting. Again, I want people to be safe out here. Please be nice. Please be careful. Please be careful who you talk to. Because again, somebody might spaz out, but it's up to you not to spaz out on them and just breathe in, breathe out, and just go about your business. And please just be aware of who you are talking to. Because again, I don't want nobody to die. I don't want nobody to be killed. I don't want nobody to kill somebody because somebody spaz out on them or you spaz out on somebody else. Again, please be careful, please be safe, please don't be a dickhead, and just breathe. Seriously, breathe, or find your happy place, or just walk away from somebody before you end up switching that flip and just going off on somebody. Because again, it's so easy to do that, but again, I want people to be safe out here because again, we are living in such, such crazy times. Now, off to my next topic here, as this comes from... NBC News. Reality TV stars Todd Chrisley sentenced to 12 years for bank fraud and tax evasion while his wife Julie Christie was sentenced to 7 years according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Todd and Julie Chrisley were sentenced Monday to years in prison, 5 months after they were found guilty of federal fraud charges and hiding their wealth from tax authorities. The couple known for the USA Network series Chrisley Knows Best were found guilty in June of fraud tax evasion, and conspiracy to defund the United States by a federal jury in Atlanta. They were accused of conspiring to defraud Atlanta area banks out of more than $30 million in fraudulent loans in a scheme that went on for years. Their accountant was also found guilty of tax fraud for filing false corporate tax returns on their behalf, and Julie Chrisley 
was further found guilty of wire fraud and obstruction of justice. So the celebrity couple were accused of submitting false documents to request bank loans and using a production company to hide income from the IRS, all while flaunting their lavish lifestyle in front of the TV. Prosecutors had recommended Todd Chrisley to be sentenced to 17.5 to nearly 22 years and Julie Chrisley to 10 to 12.5 years, saying their arrogance merits special consideration. So the prosecutor really had a hard on for them to try to basically put them in jail because you were flaunting your wealth or quote unquote wealth in front of everybody's face while you guys were just basically robbing people and not really living what you guys are truly supposed to be living, really. You guys were fake flossing. So now that they are being being sentenced, my whole thought was, okay, when are they going to prison? When are they going? Well, per Fox News, the stars better enjoy their holiday season as they will report to federal prison just weeks after New Year's on January 15th, 2023. Now, the Chrisleys, they got a bad hand dealt to them this week because their son got into a car wreck this uh, week. His Their son, uh, Grayson Chrisley, he got into a car wreck. It was uh, reported by TMZ. His truck got totaled. He was in the hospital this week, and I believe he got put in the hospital like on that exact Monday where the, his parents were sentenced, but he got put in the hospital literally like hours before his parents got sentenced. So when it rained, it completely poured on the Chrisleys this week. Um, so as their youngest son is in the hospital right now, just recovering from his car accident, the parents get set up with, okay, here's the time you guys are going to have to spend away from your family going to prison. And now uh, their daughter, Savannah Chrisley, she is apparently going to be the one that's going to be uh, being in charge of the youngest boy, Grayson, and also uh, Todd and Julie Chrisley's like granddaughter, who's 10 years old, apparently. She said it on her podcast that um she's more than likely going to be the one that's like be a charge of them. Here it is right here, because this comes from CNN, the actual transcript. I may come home without both of my parents, she said, prior to their sentencing on Monday. That's what the chances are. That's the likelihood. That's my new normal. She continued, I come home Tuesday and I have custody of a 16-year-old and a 10-year-old and we spend our first Thanksgiving not as a family. I've never been away from my family for the holidays, she said. I just ask that you to show up and understand where I'm coming from and have some grace for me and my family and to stop with the negative comments because it hurts. I understand Savannah doesn't want people to say anything bad about her mother and her father going to prison. I understand that. As a child of parents, and it doesn't matter what your parent has done, if they don't hurt your other parent, if your father doesn't hurt your mother, your mother doesn't hurt your father, you don't have a stake in it. You don't really want to hear about somebody saying anything bad about your parent. If your father did hurt your mother, your mother hurt your father, then you'd be like, okay, that person, that whoever hurt the other parent is a piece of garbage. But if both parents never hurt each other and it's just them probably doing something to the government or robbing a bank or something like that, that child is always going to have some loyalty to their parent because they did not hurt each other. They were just trying to do what was best for either their family, themselves. They oh, The kid is always going to have the best idea for their parent. So I understand from a parent, not parent, from a kid perspective, right, that she wants everybody to be nice towards her time of grieving their family's time of grieving right now because their parents are about to go away to jail and all this type of stuff i get it however that's not going to be the case here we live in society this is real life here people are going to look at this case and say your parents should have never been defrauding the government or if anything they never should have been on television if they were taking money a stance that i have been constantly standing on for the longest bit of time if you are a reality star or any type of star on television, doesn't matter what you do, documentary, reality TV, uh, scripted shows, all this type of stuff, I don't care what you are, if you are living foul, taking money from people, defrauding someone, I don't care what you're doing, doing some undercover shady garbage, do not show yourself on television, do not, do not try to flaunt yourself on social media, the same thing goes to social media too, 
If you're doing foul stuff, do not try to be so much social media driven because people are going to wonder, how did you get what you got? How are you able to dress so nice? How are you able to live in such a big house? How are you able to drive so many cars or have the type of cars that you have? That is a thing. If you are trying to be out there like that. Now, certain people are out here like that. They're living foul, but they have people to cover their butts that are able to actually hide the paperwork, hide this and that, you know, put this, slip that in there to make sure this looks legit. I'm not certain how all that goes because, again, I have to state this. I am a civilian. I live my life by the book. Do not try to press me. No nothing. I'm a civilian. I don't know nothing about the underworkings. The only thing I can see is by television, movies, and what other people might spill out to the media about how some of these backdoor business dealings get handled. And what I might say to you is this. If you're not good at being a thief, if you're not good at thieving people, taking people's money and all this type of stuff, being a thief is not the world for you. That world isn't for you. That job isn't for you. That profession is not for you. Do not do it because you will get caught and you will be going to jail. As a matter of fact, I don't know how a lot of people are still trying to be thieves out here now where everything is technological. You have cameras everywhere. You are carrying a legit tracking device on you. When you have a cell phone, it doesn't matter if you even have a flip phone, you are still carrying a tracking device on you everywhere you are going that the government can tap into, that these phone companies can tap into. Ladies and gentlemen, you are constantly being watched from your laptops to your iPhones to your, if you have an Android, to the televisions that you buy, to your credit cards that you have. I mean, everything is being watched so closely that if you even try to even do a crime, you think you're going to get away with it? No. Certain people are allowing you to get away with it for but for so much because they are trying to gather so much evidence on you so that when they present it, your butt gets locked up. There is no red tape. There is no, oh, they can try to find a loophole here. No, 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 no. You're done. You're going down. So this will happen here with the Chrisleys. I'm going to say this right now to anybody. Again, if you are living foul, do not do it. Do not try to be out there. Do not try to go for reality TV. Do not try to go for social media limelight and stardom. Don't do it. Do not. It's not going to end well for you. You can look at the Chrisley. You can look at people, other reality show people that are going through it. You can look at it from the Teresa Judas from the Real Housewife series. You can look at it from the Jen Shaw from the Real Housewife series. You can look at it from uh, other, uh, what is it? You can look at the college scandals from... The celebrities being popped out from that, trying to get their kids into colleges. I mean, if you're just out here living foul, don't do anything stupid. Don't try to be out there prominent. Don't do nothing. Just don't. Just be a turtle. Live your life the way it is. Matter of fact, go over to a small part of the country and just build your life there if you have enough money and just live. Because boy, oh boy, there's going to be temptation for everybody to try to do something just stupid. And that's how you get caught. I'm just saying, because I've seen a lot of stupid people get caught. But anyway, back to this. Savannah, that's not going to happen. People are going to say things about your parents, especially when they get locked up. And it's going to make news of the Chrisleys are getting, going to jail today. Today is their day for them to go inside the prison system. People are going to be on social media. People are going to be tweeting it. People are going to be on Instagram saying what they're going to say. Because, again, we as a society, we do not care who you are you're going to get these jokes you're going to get uh trampled on by social media it's going to happen so only thing i can say for savannah is build up some thick skin because these next years are going to be some hard ones for you especially with you looking after a 10 year old and a 16 year old i hope your other family members are going to be around you to help you raise these other two kids and to basically just help you with your own mental because you're going to be tested a lot. Your mentality, your mental health is going to be tested too. So hopefully you have family built up around you that can uh, help you out with this. And hopefully before the Chrisleys go inside, they can set some things up so that you will have this person to lean on to. That person will tell you, hey, here's what you need to do and such and such and all that type of stuff. So 
Savannah, I'm more worried for you than your mother and father, to be honest with you. Savannah, I hope you do well. I hope you are looked out for. I hope you're going to be capable to handle this. That's all I can say about this. Uh, the Chrisleys going to jail. It is what it is. Now, on to the next topic, as this comes from The Root, as it reports that the state cut $2 million from this HBCU because the school is too popular. North Carolina AT&T University is having seven figures in funding stripped away by the state's legislature in a move that some equips to the state punishing the HBCU for its success at attracting students. The funding move stems from the rules governing funding of the state universities in North Carolina that are designed to ensure that in-state students aren't shut out of a competitive admissions process. The rules call for limits on the percentage of out-of-state students in each class and were mostly intended for larger schools in the North Carolina system, such as Chapel Hill, which has nearly 25,000 students. North Carolina a and T has about half that, with just over 13,000 students, about 11,000 of which are full-time. But lately, the campus has seen an influx of interest in applications, part of a wave of renewing interest in HBCUs broadly. The result is that the current freshman class went over its limit for out-of-state students by 171 enrollees. That triggered the University of North Carolina's system boards of governors to vote to decrease funding for the campus in the current fiscal year by 1,976,546, but not every board member was in favor. For the News and Observer, board member Joel Ford of Charlotte asked that the vote on the decision be pulled from the consent agenda for discussion Thursday. The issue, he said, was discussed at length Wednesday when board members held various committee meetings. I cannot support this particular item punishing a historically minority-serving institution for ultimately, Mr. Chairman, for being successful. Ford said during Thursday's meeting, we have out-of-state students who want to attend one of our institutions because of its history and because of their ability to make good and deliver on a promise to provide a high-quality education. So, this school, A&T, historically black college, is going to have their funding get cut by almost $2 million. That's disgusting. That is nasty. That is straight up just foul, bro. What are we doing? If anything, you should increase their funding. You should be happy that a lot of people are trying to get into your university. But again, I have a feeling, and again, this just could be me. This is because it is a black college, historically black college, a black college. I got to constantly say it again, black, 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 not white, but black college. Again, I am constantly going to be on this. If you are African-American in this country, we go through hurdles. You're going to have to jump through hurdles, you're going to have to jump through burning buildings, you're going to have to jump and tap dance and do all this type of stuff to try to even get close to the bag so you can even smell it before you can even see that it gets yanked away from you. Where in all Sam hell does this crap happen? I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. Why are you going to punish a school for having people wanting to come over to get a higher education or just even be around that school. I don't get it. North Carolina should be happy that you have more people that out of state wanting to come to your state to a particular college and be like, okay, cool. And with that becomes tourism. And with that becomes everybody that wants to explore North Carolina. So aka more money comes into the state. What are we doing? I don't get it. If anything, you should have raised up that freaking college you should have given them more money because if people are getting invested in getting interest to come into that school you will try to figure out okay why do people want to go there what's the deal why do people care about going to that college you will want to investigate that certain college to see what's up apparently nobody has investigated to see what's up i hope they do before they try to take away two million dollars away from this historically black college it's disgusting to even read this uh, I hope that they don't do it, but again, we live in America. We live in this particular country. Again, we it's this country has its good, its bads, its pros, its cons, but this one is one of the cons, especially for a black 
individual. You just read something like this and you see it. You just think, oh my God, this was disgusting. This is atrocious. What are you doing? Put, give this give this college more money. Give it to them. If people have interest in it, guess what? You give them more money. You don't strip away money from them if people got interest in it. You're going to punish them from doing good? Tell my help. Not doing it. That is why I got to say to that. Please, for the love of God, give these people more money. Don't strip them away from money. Give them more because when you give a college more or you give somebody else more money, guess what? They get to build on things for that college. And guess what? More people are going to want to come to that college. And then guess what? More money comes into North Carolina. You got to think bigger picture, you dodos. Anywho, on to the next topic as this comes from Reuters. As it says, Adidas launches probe into misconduct allegations against Kanye West. <sighs> Adidas on Thursday said it has launched an investigation into allegations of inappropriate behavior by Kanye West after the German sporting goods maker last month ended its partnership with the rapper and fashion designer. Adidas says it initiated the probe after receiving an anonymous letter making several allegations against the musician who now goes by Ye. The investigation follows a report by Rolling Stones magazine that detailed alleged incidents of inappropriate behavior by Ye towards staff and prospective employees. Rolling Stones cited interviews with more than two dozen former Ye, Yeezy, and Adidas staff. According to the magazine, former members of the team sent an anonymous letter to Adidas in which they said senior leaders at the company were aware of Ye's behavior but had turned a blind eye and turned their moral compass off. It is currently not clear whether the allegations slash accusations made in an anonymous letter are true. An Adidas spokesperson said in a statement to Reuters, however, we take these allegations very seriously and have taken the decision to launch an independent investigation of the matter immediately to address the allegations. Ye cannot be reached for comment. News of the probe was first reported by the Financial Times on Thursday. Let me start by saying this. I, for one, do not believe any of this garbage. I believe that they are trying to make sure that they do not have to pay Kanye West anything. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if they use Kanye West's designs and everything, it has already been established that they have to pay him. Even though they have cut ties with him, you are still using his designs. Even though you might not have the easy name on the shoes, you are still using his designs. It has already been proven. It has already been said that they're going to have to pay him. I think I said that about last week or two weeks ago that Adidas knows this. And they said that they're not going to pay him zero dollars, zero cents, even if they remarket his shoes out there without his name on it. I find that they're going to try to find any way that they can to try to easily not pay Kanye West any money that is rightfully his, that rightfully deserves to go to him. That's disgusting. But again, that's business for you. People try to scapegoat and try to find any way that they can not to pay someone. That's nasty, shady business. But again, it is what it is. This, to me, is just the first thing right here. You guys could not find a way to not pay him his money that is rightfully his whenever you guys are going to resell his shoes. So now you guys have to do this. You guys say that you guys got two dozen people saying that, what, that he inappropriately behavior? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe none of this mess. Whenever Kanye had all this stuff going on with the companies dropping them and everything. Why didn't those letters come out? Why didn't these situations come out? Why did all that not come out? Now it's starting to come out after what has been proven that Kanye has to be paid was rightfully his because people are going to use his designs. That's nasty. That's disgusting. But again, it's business. People do shady, dirty, nasty business, especially when you're at the top and people think that they can kick you down because now you're no longer at the top anymore, which People think they could kick Ye while he's down. Hopefully, people get that impression wrong, and hopefully, they get found out wrong. Because again, this is nasty. This is completely nastiness. Now, let me say this right now, just for cautionary tales here. If Kanye did touch people inappropriately, please don't, please don't take me for a fool here. I want 
people to get prosecuted to the highest end of the law or what you can do if somebody did touch you inappropriately. I'm just saying to you, as a person with a fully functional brain that looks at everything, the whole bigger picture, I just think this right here, and I mean this, is just a ploy. This whole thing is trying to make sure that they don't have to pay Kanye West a thing. Not one red penny, not one dollar, not nothing. Because they are still planning on straight up just using Kanye West's shoe just without his name. Once they decide to drop that idea, then I can say, okay, well, this might be onto something else. But again, the plan is to still use Kanye West's shoe pattern, his design, his whole thing just without his name on it. And again, that's nasty business, but I expect that from big business. I expect that. This right here, I expect it from big business, saying that you guys got letters, anonymous letters, saying that several allegations, several mis inappropriate behavior. Okay, cool. Whatever, dog. Hopefully, in the next couple months, we see what happens, and hopefully this was just nothing but a money grab, and hopefully we can all see what's going down. I'm hoping people can right now, but if you don't, you'll see. I just want everybody to look at everything and just see what I'm seeing. But again, we'll see as the time comes. Now off to the next topic, as this is coming from The Root, and it's going to basically cover uh, the Chris Brown uh, situation with the AMAs last Sunday, for the ones that were not aware, just like myself, which I had to get informed this week. Um, Chris Brown was supposed to perform at the AMAs, which is the American Music Awards last Sunday, and he was supposed to do a performance tribute to Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson's 40th anniversary of the Thriller album was marking this year. And apparently the production company behind the American Music Awards tapped both Chris Brown and Sierra to do a tribute for Michael Jackson. But that didn't happen. Uh, Chris Brown's set was canceled before the ceremony aired for unknown reasons. Chris Brown did went to Instagram and put you serious and then put a whole uh, video out of him and the dancers performing what was supposed to be Chris Brown's like tribute to Michael Jackson that he was going to perform at. Um, Tuesday, Sierra would also share footage of her and Chris Brown's uh, rehearsal on Instagram and she would post Michael Jackson. Thank you for the inspiration you've given all of us. Thriller 40th anniversary, Chris Brown, you're a rare breed of this generation, always fun to rock with you. Now, there was no official word from Chris Brown's side of why this happened, but the production team behind the American Music Awards, uh, the Dick Clark production team, did send out a statement to Entertainment Tonight that did say live shows changes all the time. It's the nature of this business. Unfortunately, this element of the AMAs didn't come together as we couldn't align on the performance to no fault of Chris Brown, the statement read. Okay, so Chris Brown was not able to perform. So, okay, that's one thing. Now, later, Chris Brown would win uh, favorite male R&B artist on that exact same award show, and he was not there to pick up as an award because, obviously, he was not going to be there because he couldn't perform, so why else would you want to be there? So, Kelly Rowland would get up there, and... People would boo the fact that Chris Brown won that award. So Kelly Rollins will have to shush the audience and she would speak words of support to Chris Brown. She would say that I want to tell Chris, thank you for making great R&B music. And I want to tell him, thank you for being an incredible performer. I'll take this award and bring it to you. I love you. Congratulations, she said. Now, days after this, on Tuesday, Kelly Rowland would be caught by TMZ. And Kelly Rowland would double down in her support of Chris Brown, telling TMZ, we all come up short in some sort of way, and grace is real. We are human, and everybody deserves a grace, period. Now, I know people are going to think about it, and people already know what it is. Chris Brown' whole legacy will be documented and marked by that one disastrous moment that happened in 2009 between him and Rihanna. And everybody will always remember seeing the photo of Rihanna with the busted lip and the black eye and all that that happens to Rihanna. Everybody will always remember that. And that's always going to be a stain on Chris Brown's legacy. But here's my thing with this. It's been years. It's been, what, a decade and plus years since that incident has happened. And Chris Brown and Rihanna have been photo taking uh, photos together. You have seen them at sporting events together, you have seen them at places together, just being around each other, right? And apparently, Rihanna has forgiven 
Chris Brown, and apparently they're good on speaking terms. When do people have the grace to be afforded that luxury to be like, you know what? He's paid his debt to society. He's paid his debt to what he did to that person. And when are we allowed to allow that person to actually grow from that incident? Now, people in different scenarios are going to have different answers to this. People that have been abused by a partner, people are going to say, you know what? I'm never going to be able to look at Chris Brown the same. He was once a good musician, but now I see him as nothing but trash. And I understand that because you have the mindset of somebody that was abused. So I can't fault you for that. For me, as a person that has never abused anybody, that's never uh, been abused, I look at it just on the side of just a normal quote unquote parameter and mindset of thinking like Chris Brown has paid his debt. Chris Brown has constantly said that he was in the wrong for that. He was in the wrong for doing what he did to Rihanna. Chris Brown has said this, but Chris Brown has given some feedback and some shed light on what happened in that situation whenever he talked about it. And he mentioned that him and Rihanna got into a fight because Chris Brown was unfaithful in their relationship. And she found out about it. She uh, flipped out and they were in his car. He gave her her his phone. She saw his phone, saw the girl that he was uh, messing around with. And apparently she showed up at a party that they went to. And you can look more into it, but long story short, she started flipping out in the car. She started getting at Chris. Chris hits her back. And then they start getting into it inside the vehicle. And just so happened, we get the photo of Rihanna's face being led the way it was. I want people to know this. And I really do want people to know this. Men will never, ever condone another man hitting a female, ever. That's never going to happen in society. What I want people to take away from this Chris Brown situation is that even if a woman hits you, you're not supposed to hit her back but i want women to also take accountability as well because if that photo or that some type of incident were to happen now in 2020 about to be 2023 now people would ask okay what happened in that car people are not going to be so quick to rush to judgment with that situation people are going to really wonder What's the whole backstory? Because back then in 2009, when we saw the photo, the straight up just photo of Rihanna having her face being busted, we automatically demonized Chris Brown. We called him a monster. We, I mean, people were just hurtling things at Chris. And I wonder if that incident were to happen today, would people be so quick to hurdle insults and trash his name so well, or will people will try to figure out, okay, what happen what led to this because again for this society that we live in and the way that everybody tries to be so progressive we say that we would question things we say that we would question okay what was the real deal what was the backstory and i'm hoping that we do that now with everything especially with stories coming out shoot there's stories of people shooting up schools so we want to know the motive what was the person bullied what any of that with the Walmart situation, people were trying to figure that out. And then when we found out that he had a manifesto, we got the answer for that. When just divorces happen, we want to figure out, okay, what led to the divorce? When somebody gets bullied at school, okay, why are they bullying you? Or why are you bullying them? We want to know the motive. We want to know the backstory. For that specific incident, nobody cared about the backstory. We only cared about the result. So I just want to know, if it were to happen in 2022, would Chris Brown be given some leniency, given some grace, or would he still be vilified and seen as a monster by the entertainment business? Because again, I think Chris Brown has that stain on his career because of that Rihanna incident. And I think if Chris Brown and Rihanna were able to make up and which they have, I just wonder, does the entertainment business care? Or will they always just hold that against him? I think they're going to hold, always hold it against him. I know fans are. I know people that were fans are always going to look at them like he's a monster because of that incident. But I don't know. That was just a loss for everybody right here for the American Music Awards. They didn't get to see Chris Brown perform uh, a tribute to Michael Jackson. But again, I think it's because of the 
situation with Chris Brown, but also there could be a situation where you have people also speculating of Chris Brown honoring Michael Jackson. You have a domestic abuser giving tribute to an alleged child abuse uh, person like Michael Jackson, which again, I don't believe none of that type of stuff because there's certain things that just doesn't make sense about that. Again, back in the early 2000s, when all that stuff came around, you had everybody believing it. You had uh, television shows making fun of it, Mad TV, uh, South Park, all these other satire comedy shows making fun of the Michael Jackson situation, having people really believing that Michael Jackson was a pedophile out here. But then again, you have people lawyers talking about it and Michael Jackson's lawyer being on Vlad TV talking about um evidence that was never ever just like talked about in court of Michael Jackson's adult stash and it was never ever having any paraphernalia in there or child pornography in there it was only but legit adult on adult action type situation I just wonder what is the deal with people making up certain things with the Michael Jackson thing. That's all made up. You had Aaron Carter, rest his soul. He talked about how his mother tried to have him fake something out saying that Michael Jackson touched him. That never happened. He talked about that. You have Macaulay Culkin. He talked about how Michael Jackson never touched him. And again, those are just two people and people can say, well, those are the two out of how many that never got touched, which, yeah, sure, you could say that there's just certain things that you just really got to look more into. And this is just one that I think that people need to look into. The Michael Jackson one, I think we all know our stances on that. That's cool. The Chris Brown, Rihanna situation, we all know our stances on that. But I think whenever stories come out now, we all just need to look more into it, ask ourselves, what is the real deal? What's the legitimate reason for something not happening? American Music Awards say, hey, yo, we lost... uh, we couldn't get everything right, and there's no effect to Chris Brown. I think somebody at the brass said, nah, we ain't doing that because they were going to think about all the heat, all the hatred they were going to get on Twitter and everything else because of Chris Brown doing a tribute to Michael Jackson. That's just my thought on that. But again, Chris Brown still won. He got an award, and we still got supporters out there still supporting him, and people were saying for him to actually just perform that uh, tribute to Michael at a concert or something, and people were saying that they'll pay for it. Amen. They do what they do. I don't care much. I just think that it's wrong whenever somebody gets tapped to do something. And then at the last minute, oh, yeah, we're yanking away from you because of, well, we couldn't get things together. That's the reason that they give. I think it's garbage. I think they should tell the people exactly the real reason why. But again, it's show business. That's never going to happen. All two, another thing about show business, and which really got to me, it was about uh, Ticketmaster. Last week, people online were going dumb crazy about they could not get Taylor Swift concert tickets. Now, again, I'm not too uh, crazy about concert tickets. I'm not too crazy about them. Not me, personally. I rather would just rather see somebody perform at an award show or something like that. That's just me, but certain people love music so much that they'll go to a concert. But anyway, um, this would come from The Guardian, Ticketmasters, Taylor Swift, Chaos Triggers, U.S. Senate Antitrust Hearing. As it was state, a U.S. Senate antitrust panel will go ahead with a hearing on the lack of competition in the country's ticketing industry after Ticketmaster's problem last week merging the sales of Taylor Swift tickets. Ticketmaster's parent company, Live Nation, has blamed pre-sale problems for Swift's era's tour, the pop star's first U.S. tour in five years, on unprecedented demand and an effort to keep out bots run by ticket scalpers. After registered fans struggled with glitches for hours to get tickets in the pre-sale, the tickets quickly began appearing for resale for as much as $22,700. Ticketmaster canceled sales to the general public. It later claimed the demand for Swift's tickets could have filled 900 stadiums. Swift has said it was excruciating for her to watch fans struggle to secure tickets and that she had been assured Ticketmaster could handle the demand. The chaos attracted the attention of U.S. politicians, many of whom have voiced concerns about how dominant Ticketmaster has become after it merged with entertainment company Live Nation in 2010. Now, they're planning on doing this. They're planning on trying to see if any like bad business is going down. 
because if any misconduct has been found during the investigation, because they're going to try to investigate uh, Ticketmaster and Live Nation, they're going to try to split them up and basically have them as both separate entities instead of one big old monopoly. And personally, I think that's cool. But again, this is big business. I think there's going to have some judges in pockets. I think these big businesses are going to try to make sure none of that stuff happens. I think that they want to have people say, you know what? Hey, this is my business. I bought this. You can't tell me what to do anymore. And I'm not so mad at that. I'm going to just say this right now. I'm not so mad at that because you know what? That happens in every industry. Every industry is able to have a monopoly. Every industry is able to do it. Um, you're, you're seeing like McDonald's just dominate everywhere. They're able to get location, location, just have multiple McDonald's in different places. Dollar General, whether people know it or not, that is around a lot of places. They're able to dominate dominate certain industries, like places. They're placing like stores in certain places that I don't think people understand what the deal is with that. Because how's a Dollar General just in different places? But again, they're out there. Just look up how many Dollar Generals are around and just look at them in specific areas, in specific spots, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm not mad at Ticketmaster having Live Nation or Live Nation having Ticketmaster. Whatever crap happened here, these two companies may basically merge into one. It is what it is. What I'm not liking is that you guys are trying to kill regular customers able to buy tickets so they can enjoy something. It's not cool that you guys are allowing bots to come into your business and just basically just gank up these tickets. The only thing that you guys care about is basically selling tickets and basically keeping the money. You guys don't care about people that wants to actually buy tickets so they can enjoy themselves. It reminds me of basically PS5s. PS5s are hard to get by, especially in this holiday season for the past, what, two years? They have been hard, hard to get by. And once somebody thinks they got one in their cart, next thing you know, they try to check out. Nope, your PS5 is not there. Oh, yeah, some bot got it. Companies are able to detect a bot. I don't care what nobody tells me. Companies are able to hire the best people out there in the world to detect bots and basically kill the bots off so a regular functioning person can actually buy said product and enjoy that product instead of it being Purchase by a bot and then on a resale store somewhere and it get jacked up so much money that a regular person that wanted to buy it, they now have to face the choices. Either A, I pay for that and now I have to go without certain things. Or either B, I just forgo the whole idea and just basically say, screw it, I'm not going to do it. And that's what basic regular people have to do with this situation. They weren't able to buy Taylor Swift concert tickets because of scalpers, bots, and because of big business. Big business is able to do what they want. That's fine. But I think that they should be able to have people put in places that say, you know what, that's a bot. We can detect that. We're going to kill that. So regular people can go and buy the tickets and actually able to enjoy themselves out there because I want people to enjoy themselves. You would think as a big business, you will want people to enjoy said service want to come back to your service because you guys are the ones that they want to get tickets from. Now, are there other industries, not industries, but other companies that they probably could get tickets from? Maybe. I don't know. I don't work the ticket industry. I do just look on the outside and say, okay, that just don't seem too right. That seems foul. For me, I think that the ticket industry needs to look at that and say, yo, Ticketmaster, yo, you got to knock that off, bro. Get some bots. Get some people in there to kill the bots off and let these regular people enjoy their self. Let them be able to get away from this stuff. Because if not, you're going to have people basically going to these uh, concerts. And before they even get in there, you're going to have people get into some brawls to try to grab some of these tickets away from people. It's coming to that. Because if regular people can't get to enjoy something because of a bot and then you got somebody that's willing to pay the scalper prices, best believe it's going to be time for people to, again, start committing robbing season. These people at these shows are going to get beat up and robbed at the parking lot and all this type of stuff. And then that's going to be a problem. There's going to be mass hysteria. And then guess what? The artists won't be able to perform at that concert. So I don't want people to commit to robbing season. I want people to be actually able to buy their tickets, enjoy themselves, and actually just get to watch and enjoy whatever they purchased 
at these concerts and jam out with their friends, jam out with strangers, and jam out with the person that they bought the ticket to see. That's all I want for these people. Again, hopefully the U.S. Senate finds something out and then they get to bust this up if they want to. That's cool. But again, I highly doubt that because, again, I think the big uh, companies, Ticketmaster, Live Nation, is going to have somebody in their pocket and they're going to just not uh, bust this. I think they're going to kind of nix this and be like, okay, Ticketmaster, Live Nation, still continue to do what they do. And if you guys have a Taylor Swift concert ticket, please, and I mean this, please be safe when you guys go out to these uh, concerts because, again, heed my warning. There's going to be people out there trying to hit you up and beat you up for that ticket or do whatever they can to grab that ticket away from you. I just want you guys to be safe out there. All right. Now, with that being said, this has been my two cents podcast hosted by G2. He is I and I am him. You can find all my social media links in the episode description wherever you click it. Also, please, if you have some, (laughs) if you're feeling some type of way, again, if you feel that you are about to commit please call the national suicide hotline number i have that in the episode description as well please for the love of god please call that number because you don't know who you are affecting when you do this so please call that number i want to thank apple podcast google podcast podbeam audible all these other podcast sites that have me on here because again without these podcast sites i would not be able to uh, have this podcast be going out to you the listeners and also i want to thank you the listeners for always downloading episodes every saturday and sunday uh because again without you guys i would not be here i wouldn't see the numbers and i really do appreciate that so always remember i love you i love you i love I love you all. I thank you all. I truly do. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I hope you guys are uh, able to enjoy yourselves. And also, if you are a wrestling fan, if you happen to listen to professional wrestling or watch it, I have my review of WWE's Survivor Series. There it is. I have the Survivor Series review out there right now. And if you want to listen to that, that would be great. If not, I understand that too. But again, I want you guys to have a great rest of your week. I love you all. I thank you. This isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. This has been my two cents podcast hosted by G2. He is I and I am him. I love you all. And Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.